The Big Bang, the Montserrat Eruption Case Study. Right, so in this podcast we're going to be looking at another one of the geography case studies and this one is going to be the Montserrat Volcanic Eruption. As per usual, I'll be playing the part of somebody who has absolutely no idea what's going on here and my learner colleague will be the person who's actually trying to teach me what a volcano is. So, what's a volcano? Best thing to think of with a volcano, it's a massive pressure cooker. So there's a big build-up of magma below the surface. It needs to escape, and the way it does it is it escapes through weaknesses in the ground. Okay, uh, just backtrack. What's magma? Magma is molten rock. Mm-hmm. So in this case, you do need to know about how that's formed, and it's mm-hmm. because of, in this case a destructive plate boundary. So we've got two plates coming towards each other, moving towards each other. We've got an oceanic and a continental plate. I'm going to have to stop you there as well. Uh, what's a plate? What are we talking about? Okay, there? plates are bits of crust that float around on top of the magma, right. which is in the mantle. Yeah, and uh, they move due to convection currents. Okay, so where they're pushing up against each other, yeah. the magma's coming through. Is that what we're talking about? We need about to get here? there. Yes, ah, right, partly. Okay. Right. So when the two come together, mm-hmm. they're both different uh, densities. So the oceanic is much more denser than the continental. Right. So when the two meet the continental goes above the oceanic and the oceanic subducts below the continental. Ah, uh, subducts? Yes, subduct means moving underneath something. Right, okay. okay. So this, the oceanic one is going under the, the continental, continental one. Yeah. Right. As a result of that subduction, you actually form something called an ocean trench. So that's a really deep bit of the sea where this happens. So because of this subduction zone that's... Um, been created where the oceanic has moved underneath the continental a lot of pressure builds up if there's pressure there's lots of heat there's heat coming up from the um, mantle so that causes melting of the oceanic rock and right. that's where you get your magma from i see okay, okay. Um, once that magma has been created it then needs to escape so it starts rising up it moves into a magma chamber within mm-hmm. the volcano and it moves up through the main vents now there's always magma below our feet it's just that at certain times, that magma will start rising up. Right. Okay, and it can only do this really where there's a plate boundary, because that's where we've obviously got a weakness, because the crusts aren't joined to each other. Okay. So it rises up and escapes as a volcano. All right. Okay, so I'm now happy with what a volcano is and yeah. how it works. Yeah. Lovely. So we're talking here about Montserrat, which yeah. is in the Caribbean. It is in the Caribbean. Um, Montserrat is actually an island that we um, have... Britain owns it. It used to be somewhere like the rich and famous would go. Paul McCartney had a home there. If you went there, you'd see things like the red telephone boxes, um, but obviously in a tropical environment. And it hadn't had an eruption for quite a long time. It had been many, many, many years since people last saw an eruption. And the eruption that's happening in this case study is still happening to this day, Ah. but it's just not as dramatic as it was in 1997. So it, this this happened in 1997, it's been going for 20 years? Yes. Wow. Yeah, okay. so it's di- very different from the earthquake in that the earthquake, once it happens, it's happened, there may be some aftershocks that yeah. happen later. Volcanoes don't just erupt for one day or a couple of weeks, they can erupt for a long period of time, which this one has been doing. Okay. And it's been doing it on and off, it's not been erupting every day, but it's been having constant eruptions that have all been linked to this one big eruption. Okay, so... Uh, this this happened in 1997. When yeah. in 1997 has this eruption happened? Right, so the first 
proper eruption happened on the 25th of June 1997, but there had been some pre-warning that an eruption was going to happen. Right. So you get taught with the earthquakes that you can't predict when an earthquake's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Volcanoes, they give us signs before they do it. Right. So scientists had actually set up a lot, well, not scientists, they're called volcanologists in the geography world, but scientists to everyone else. They'd set up equipment like seismometers to be able to measure the movements that were going on. So you get little earthquakes that are triggered. Um, they were looking at the amount of gases that were being produced. And all the signs were indicating that there was going to be an eruption. Mm-hmm. So they started trying to prepare people for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was going on here was that we were on the North American plate and the Caribbean plate. So we're sandwiched between North America and Caribbean and the mm-hmm. Caribbean plate is the continental plate so this is the one that isn't getting subducted okay yeah North American was going underneath it right um so that caused lots of melting and all this um magma started to rise up towards the Chances Peak volcano which is okay. part of the Soufray Hills there's a series of volcanoes on the island and Chances Peak was the one that erupted okay I'm just going to pause there for a second okay. because there's been a lot of content there and I just want mm. to try and make sure that I'm clear yeah. what we're talking about. So, when we're talking about volcanoes, we need to be able to talk about the cause of the volcanoes. Yeah. In this case, talk about the continental plate and the oceanic yeah. plate, the subduction of yeah. the oceanic plate under there, yeah. the melting of the oceanic rock yeah. and it going into uh, a magma chamber. Yeah. Then we need to talk about Montserrat itself, yeah. which is an island in the Caribbean. Yeah. And then the actual volcano we're talking about here is in a peak called... So it's Chances Peak, which is part of the Soufray Hills. Okay. They would be, You would be better, really, just knowing it's Chances Peak. Okay. If you know the Soufray Hills, that's good. It gives you a bit more extra locational information, but Chances Peak alone... So Chances is Peak is the key thing. Yeah. Right, so, all right. Go on, carry on then. Right, so what actually triggered the proper eruption was the fact that there was a dome that formed. Now, different volcanoes have different types of magma within them. Right. Because they've got different chemical properties. It's all down to the rock that um, created it. This is a particularly sticky type of lava called andesite. So when it starts rising up, it quickly sticks together and it forms a plug. In this case, it forms like a dome. And that dome was on the side of the volcano. Right. The dome ended up becoming really big and heavy. And it couldn't support itself. So we're basically anymore. talking like a spot. Yeah, it is exactly it, it, like a it's spot. It's a spot. Yeah. yeah. The, um, the dome became too big and heavy for itself. Couldn't mm. support itself anymore and collapsed. That triggered earthquakes and it started triggering pyroclastic flows. Yeah. Have I lost your pyroclastic flows? Actually, you haven't because Pompeii. Yes. History teacher, I know about pyroclastic flows, but you best explain it for the people listening. Right. Pyroclastic flows are very, very, very rapid movements of um, volcanic material. It's usually the side of the volcano has collapsed in on itself and that material is hurtling its way down the volcano at hundreds of miles per hour. You can't outrun it. It's full of very hot gases. If you breathe the gases in, you, you die instantly. Mm. It's very nasty. Yeah. Okay, so we've got a pyroclastic flow. Yeah. We've got the dome collapsing. Yeah. And... Uh, presumably we're going to get ash, yes, clouds. Yes, we do. And... This volcano is your cone-shaped volcano. 
Yeah. It's a composite volcano. So the lava in it, as we've already discussed, is quite sticky. It doesn't mm -hmm. run very far. If we were talking about a volcano in Hawaii, you'd see the lava running down the side of the volcano. You don't with this. Instead, because it's so explosive, you get lots of ash going up into the atmosphere. Okay. And that formed an ash cloud that rose 10 kilometres up into wow. the atmosphere. So very, very big. Um, it, and that, that's going to cut out the sun entirely, yes, it isn't did. it? it completely blacked out the sun. And the ash doesn't stay up there, it starts to fall down. And yeah. so you end up getting um, a covering of, of ash deposits, two to three millimetres in places, if not more in other places. Right. And it falls down like rain, but the dis dis difference is, it's heavy. It's not like rain that can run away and it's lightweight. Yeah. It sticks to things and it becomes very heavy, which then leads on to some of the effects that people mm. started suffering from. I'm, I'm, I'm almost afraid to yeah. ask, but what, what are the effects on the people at Montserrat? Right. So the first thing was there'd been an exclusion zone created. So they knew in 1995 that there was going to be an eruption. Right. Didn't know when exactly, but they knew there would be an eruption. Yeah. So they started moving people off the southern side of the island. The southern part of the island that was evacuated was about three quarters of the size of the island, and that's where everybody lived. People were moved to the north. However, the north wasn't really occupied because there wasn't very good fertile soils there because it's further away from the volcanoes. Yeah. People weren't happy about that. As a result, because they couldn't fit everyone in the northern part and people not wanting to move there, they actually moved a lot of people to other countries. So, for example, because we own Montserrat, 4,000 people came over to the UK. Yeah. So that was us helping them out. Um, 7,000 people went um, to neighbouring islands mm -hmm. and everyone else went to the USA, so yeah. Florida particularly. Um, and that was just to stop them. However... There were some people who'd lived in Montserrat all their lives. They didn't want to move. It was their home. Their yeah. jobs were based there. They were farmers. So they kept going back to their farmland and kept farming their land to get yeah. food for their families. And in the end, those seven people that went to their farms ignored the warning signs that the eruption was likely to happen within a couple of weeks, if not days, ended up getting caught in the pyroclastic flows. 19 people were killed in total, but seven of them were farmers. Okay. Uh, and the others that are killed, well, the only people I can think of that are going to be there are going to be the volcanologists and the scientists, or...? Um, yes and no. Some of them what possibly were volcanologists. Um, to be honest, a lot of them have a common sense just going to a safe distance yeah. where they can take a photograph of the pyroclastic yes. flow or video and yeah. not be in harm's way. Um, a lot of them were probably being people who weren't properly aware, just local people who just yeah. thought, it's going to be safe, it's fine, it's not happened for two years. Okay. Um, just people who didn't really understand it, they didn't have the education. Yeah. And presumably it's going to be like Pompeii, because it's so fast, you're going to find people yeah. trying to get away, yeah. you're going to find them basically killed where yes, they stand. Exactly. Yeah. There's no escape from the pyroclastic flows. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's the effect on people. Now, this ash cloud is going to have to, because I remember the thing from Iceland not yes. that long ago, this ash cloud's going to have to have had an impact on air travel because yeah. it's, we're talking bits of glass. Yes. and. Um, well, the other issue with the air travel is that the airport was on the southern half of the island. So the yeah. airport actually got completely destroyed by the ash fall and the pyroclastic flows. Um, so in the end, they ended up having to rely on their ports. However, their proper port, it was in Plymouth, their capital, was in the southern part of the island, got yeah. completely destroyed, and they had to build a new one that was supposed to be a temporary one, but has now turned into a, a permanent structure. Yeah. 
and it also with the flights it delayed flights as well so people couldn't get to the island they couldn't escape from the island either okay in 2005 they finally resumed international air travel so it right. took eight years for yeah. them to get proper access to the islands um people couldn't drive around the cars either because when the ash falls it's still very very hot yeah so it melts the, the rubber in okay. the tires so yeah. people couldn't really travel properly um there's now quite a lot of tourists who visit the island they come to the, the temporary port they mm. walk around in the southern parts on days when it's safe to do so and they um, sightsee in the areas that have been affected um, okay. the, the buildings had large effects on them and they come to see that the, what's happened to the buildings is very very interesting and what has happened to the right. buildings so because of these numerous pyroclastic flows deposits have, hap- have been created so like with Pompeii and Herculaneum you've got the entire settlements have been buried yeah. this is what's happening in Plymouth right so people like to come along and take pictures of what's left of the buildings so you mm-hmm. see the roofs of the buildings there's a clock tower that's sticking out of the pyroclastic mm-hmm. material and people come and take photos of it and they keep coming back every few years to see how it's changed yeah. over time it's okay. very interesting to see that um, so that was the entire um, town of Plymouth that was completely impacted by that and yeah. um, there's other impacts which were down to volcanic bombs and these are. I'll have to stop you there. What's a volcanic bomb? Volcanic bomb? bombbs are basically large chunks of lava that have been blasted out of the volcano. Yeah. And they solidify quite quickly. Yeah. And then they fall through people's houses. And they're the size of people's houses. They're about five oh. metres in height. Oh, okay, right, yeah. okay. So they fall through people's houses and completely destroy them. Yeah. Um, and that happened in the, obviously, in the exclusion zone. Um, but. That was one of the causes of people um, dying because they were still in their homes. Well, yes, that would, yeah. Falling through them. Um, So places like that um, were places like um, Fence, uh, Bramble, Farm. They've got very unusual names, but nice names to remember. Mm. Um, So obviously people haven't been able to go back to their homes because they're too dangerous or they're buried. All right. So... Um, that's that's the effect on on sort of like the the people and yeah. the man made parts of the island. Yeah. So what about environmentally? Because this must have this must have really you know. Yeah, basically, as we said, there's a lot of farming going on there. Yeah. So all the farm the farms were destroyed by the pyroclastic flows. Yeah. In the long run, that's a good thing because when this volcano stops erupting, people can go back and start farming that land. It's fertile mm. again. However, the farms that they do have have been completely destroyed. Crops have been burnt yeah. or buried. Um, an example of where there's been completely buried with deposits is a place called Peagot. Um, and it's basically, um, there were lots of houses in that area. A lot of um, It was like a beautiful scenic area to go to. And people mm-hmm. can't visit that area now because it's just completely buried. Okay. So the, the, the physical appearance of the island is very different to what it yeah. was. Originally very green, now very grey because of yeah. all these deposits. Um, a lot of trees were destroyed as well. So pyroclastic flows are very strong. So they have the ability to just blast trees so that they fall over and they can shred them of all their branches and the mm. leaves on them because of the intense heat involved with them. So you're just left with the, the, the stump. I, I'm assuming also that I've, I've got this picture in my mind of this beautiful Caribbean island with the... The, the white beaches, which obviously now are going to be grey, but uh, rivers, the, the crystal blue rivers, might have been, but surely these have all got sunk under the deposits. Well, no, you still get um, some rivers. 
Um, but they get the material um, added to it and you get things called lahars, which is a mixture of water. It's a bit like mud, really. Right. Um, it's water and the, the, de- the ash deposits, the ash yeah. deposits. Um, and they travel along in flood areas and yeah. it causes a lot of destruction. Okay. Um, so flooding as well as... Yeah, yeah. definitely. Right. But the other effect is that it can block the rivers, as you said earlier, mm-hmm. um, and that means that the river has to be diverted and effectively floods the area because it's okay. got nowhere else yeah. to go. Um, it also extends land as well do the deposits so the pyroclastic flow it doesn't stop when it gets to the sea yeah it just builds up deposits into the sea so eventually when you're creating new land okay. and it extends the island so in this case it extended westwards into the caribbean sea so when you when we're saying that this eruption remade the island it really did yeah. it, it completely changed yeah. the physical geography yeah. of the island it does so it's been doing this for such a long period of time it is able to grow yeah all right okay so that's quite a lot of content to keep yes. straight here so let's let's think about how we're going to use that in the exam what kind of questions would i be looking at on this i personally think the Montserrat case study is brilliant for when they ask you the effects of a volcanic eruption yeah if this was me personally doing this the ismic causes Ismit being the, the earthquake, earthquake in yeah. Turkey. That one is a good one to go for, for the causes question. Right. I personally think there's a lot of information, key facts with place names, like the, the places like farm, they're very, very nice, easy names to remember. Right. I think this would be good for the effects question. Okay. Okay. Um, there's a lot of numbers in this one, but they're nice numbers to remember as well, and the low numbers as well, which makes yeah. it a bit easier to remember. Ten kilometer ash yeah. cloud, yeah. And it links in with like the the nineteen people. They're all similar sort of numbers, nineteen ninety five, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Whereas with the ismic question, you've got a lot of large numbers that aren't really linked to each okay. other. So I personally think this is a good one to remember. Um, it's also good in that you've got nice little chunks you've got your transport your effects on people your effects on buildings your effects on the environment and so that means if you're doing a six mark question you only need to remember three of yeah. those areas and they're all obvious things that you would expect to be impacted when a volcano erupts yeah so that makes it a bit easier all you then have to do is try and remember the key facts to go with it how many people died mm-hmm. how many buildings were impacted or where were the buildings that yeah. were impacted okay all right, so uh, in in this in the exam, when it comes to this section, uh, I'll be given a choice mm-hmm. about what I want to answer the question on, whether I want to answer it on the earthquake yeah. or the volcano. Yeah. And you recommend that if it's a, an effect question, yeah. I should do the volcano. Yeah. That is down to their personal choice, though, because yeah. I've got plenty of students, you may be one of them, that prefers the Ismic case study to Montserrat. I just personally think, for me, Montserrat would be the one I would go for. So when people answer questions on Montserrat then, what are the most common mistakes they make? Common mistakes are to not explain why the effects happen. So people have been very, very good at reciting um, what happened, so that like, the airport, for example, but getting yeah. closed, but they haven't said why it ends up being closed. Okay. They need to make that link between the the um, effect that's happened and the volcano. Why is it the volcano has caused that effect to happen? Okay. All right. Is there anything else? No, that's it. Okay. So that is the Montserrat case study on volcanoes. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and good luck in your exams.